Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Central Station Podcast, where we bring you true stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. Hi, my name is Steph Coombs and this is my story, Has Anyone Got a Copy? Part 2. I'm known to my friends for my shocking lack of direction. And in my old age, I've come to learn to laugh at myself and the silly things I've done, rather than shrink away in embarrassment as I used to do. So I've decided to share a few stories to demonstrate why you should never utter the words, just follow your nose, to me. Please note I have taken a few creative liberties with this story, and this is part two in a three-part series. It had only been about six hours since the super hot single chopper pilot had rescued me. Only six hours, yet apparently the universe felt I hadn't yet learnt my lesson. By mid-afternoon, we'd built up a pretty decent mob. About 500 head of cattle and we were making our way slowly to the homestead yards. Slowly. Having eaten all of my smoke on lunch and even the fruit snuck into my camel pack by the boss's wife by 10am, I turned to my water bottle to keep me entertained. Now I had to go. I really had to go. I'd heard stories the night before about how some of the blokes just opened their door and went while their buggy was still idling behind the mob in low four. Others just stood and faced the vehicle. No one could see anything. The idea of squatting did not appeal to me. I'm a lady, for goodness sake. No matter which tyre I went behind, all I saw were different angles for the blokes to cop an eyeful, and after the talk around the stock camp the night before, I knew they'd already placed bets. Then there was the risk of having the chopper fly overhead and cop more than an eyeful. I might be proud of my station tan, but I was well aware of where those tan lines ended. No way was I going to announce my pit stop over the two-way either. Not gonna happen. I drove up next to one of the older fellas, Howie. Hey, Howie, I called through his open window. Like mine, his buggy also had no windows for increased ventilation and dust inhalation. I'm going to pull off for a tick to go to the loo. Cover my spot, will ya? Sure, sure, he called back, moving up to the flank of the mob. Typical. I had finally given in to my bladder and where was I? on a rocky flat with the most pathetic scrubby shrubs around for miles. But I really had to go now. I pulled off about 100 metres from the mob and jumped out. Feeling 100% better, I jumped back into my buggy and headed off to where I'd left the mob. Then I felt it. The flat tyre. 
It's okay, I tried to soothe myself. You've done this before. So I fixed the tire, and for the second time, I jumped back into my buggy and headed off to where I'd left the mob. I'd lost sight of them by now, but with six buggies and 500 head of cattle, there were sure to be decent tracks. Yep, there they were, the tracks. I started following them thinking about how much of a better stockman I was than only that morning. Proper bush tracker now, I smirked to myself. Then the tracks disappeared. The ground turned to a hard gravel. It was almost like bitumen. I stepped out of my buggy and I could barely see my own tracks. Bugger. Stay calm. I called out over the two-way. Hey guys, um, I've lost your tracks. Can someone come back and get me? Surely someone else had to have more tracking skills than me. Just keep heading west, the boss called out. You'll hit us eventually. West. Right. And west was where? I pulled out my iPhone and opened the compass app. No service. Good one, Steph. Really nice job there. Okay, here goes nothing. I looked up at the sun. If it was around four and it was that low in the sky, I just needed to head towards the sun, right? 20 minutes later and I hadn't seen so much as a cow poo, let alone the mob. Hey guys, I still can't find you, I called out. Hang on a minute, the boss called back. Well, if he could hear me, that meant I had to be within 10 kilometers of the mob then. That's as far as the radio goes. Good sign. Hang on, Steph. We're about 3k out from the yards and we've had a few troublemakers. We're going to have to keep the choppers here in case shit hits the fan. You just sit tight and we'll send someone once we've yarded up. What? Now I was going to miss my first yard up for the season? So not cool. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I called back with all the casualness of a calm and collected jillaroo. If I couldn't make it, then I'd be bloody faking it, that's for sure. So I sat. And I waited. And waited. And waited. I lay down across the two front seats and put my legs out the window. I took a million selfies and recorded a farewell video to my mum in case no one came for me. I finished my water. Things couldn't get any worse. That was until I decided to go to the bathroom again. It wasn't until I was eye level with that tyre that I'd noticed it was flat. Two flats in one day? You have got to be kidding me. I only had one spare after I'd lent the other one to Huey at lunchtime when he got his third flat, and I used it just before getting lost. Now I was really stranded. Hey guys, I've got another flat. Send a spare Suzuki tyre, will ya? I try to sound almost bored now. No big deal, guys. Just come in your own time. Eventually, I headed up to the roof of my car. May as well catch the last of the sun, right? By the time the radio crackled to life, I'd been waiting an hour. Three kilometres sounded so close to the yards until I remembered how slow the mob was walking. All right, Steph, send me some dust, the super cute chopper pilot called out. Damn. Um, I called back, hoping to sound sweet and innocent. I kind of have a flat tyre. Right, I'm sending Huey to come find you. Listen out for his engine. By this stage, I was lying on top of the buggy, pulling the two-way out through the window. It just reached. 
Nothing. I can't hear anything. I tried to keep the panic from my voice. Hang on a minute. I see you, he said. Huey, take a hard right, and Steph, you listen out. It was like a bad game of cat and mouse. Plus, my knight in shining armor was a 40-something-year-old boar runner in a beat-up Suzuki Jimny, though I was pretty happy to see his face ten minutes later. Never again, I swore to myself. Never. Okay, it did happen, and this time I actually got in trouble. Tune in next week to see how I hit the trifecta in getting lost. <laughs>